Like, OMG, unspoken words. You guys are literally the best. Sixty-four, the smallest number that can be expressed as a concentration of two Holy squares cow. in two different ways. Episode. Oh. Hey. hey, squares. Uh, hey, oh, oh, oh. squares. In the world, hey, nay. Squares could out hush dog. Hey, yo, one day. Oh, one day. Hey, you wouldn't know why they know why. does it always turn into a peyote song? Hey, on me. You guys are real spiritual, that's why. Oh, hey, unspoken words, episode 164 is in the mother fathering house. Yes, sir. Fathering. Hey, you got a new toy? You got a new toy? Got the new toy. Give us a little sample. Um, so I I was just wanting to say um that it's it's a real um it's really cool to be on your podcast and um yeah um, <laughs> I really like it. Yuck! Who invited you? Who invited that little mother? <laughs> <laughs> say, um, one million dollars or the bunny gets it. Is it? One million dollars or the bunny gets it. <laughs> Man, screw that bunny. <laughs> Go ahead, kill him. <laughs> this is Peter McAllister, the father. <laughs> this is Peter McAllister, the father. <laughs> I like an extra large bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There we go. What there else go. is there? Let's see. What else do we do? Um. Obviously, you can do this. I mean, it's like pretty cool, you know. Uh, right. yeah, it's kind of like a res girl. It's totally resy. Like, oh my god, you guys, you guys don't even know. Like, I should just. Oh, Unspoken words. You guys are hunks. Unspoken words. That Randy is just a beefcake, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He's just meaty. He's just meaty. I want him to keep me hickeys. Keep me warm. Keep me warm, Randy. <laughs> Dog, we should have left that. We should have kept that as a freaking hidden guest or something. Uh, eh? Oh my God, Randy, you look just warm. Come over here and keep me warm, you. Big hunk you. Big hunk to love. <laughs> you better go over there. <laughs> it looks like he wants to. <laughs> you big warm son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, this is a family show. <laughs> hey, 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 behave. Behave now. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, <man>. when, <laughs> it looks like he wants to. <laughs> when uh, when I first got this, hey, I was, up, I was go. up here just messing around, and I was just laughing my ass off, dude. It was crazy. <laughs> it's good. It's real good. I, I I just couldn't get. Oh, and I was karaokeing too. Right on. What were you singing? Oh, I was singing all the standards. Um, a little bit of Richie Valance and Waylon mm. Jennings. Mm. Uh, then I went into. Guns and Roses, and no, um, <clears throat> my daughter was here this weekend. Yeah, and she was trying, and at first she was kind of like hesitant. Yeah, but then after a while, man, we were fighting over. It. It's like my turn. Let me do one. <laughs> Let me sing one. You got right on, it. that's cool. Can't forget the peyote songs. Can't forget the peyote songs. In the wahine. All right, that's pretty cool, man. I went in a trip bunks. Yeah. POD singer. singer. <laughs> <laughs> Sing us a good one, Elvin and Chipmunks. Take it away. Take hey. It away. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Sound like some Joanne Storm. Hey uh, hey 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 uh, hey is that hey uh, hey sing? hey huh? Is that does she sing like that? Yeah, she's a uh, great hey uh, singer, huh? Yeah, Joanne Storm. She's a gospel singer that incorporates hey us. The hey us. Uh, you ever uh, heard? Ever heard? Uh, no, you never tuned in. Uh, uh, <laughs> I never tuned in. Uh, that was good. Oh, Elvin. Oh, 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 Theodore oh, hitting them downbeats. Theodore. Oh, ah. All right. Over here to my right. All the way from Bob and I know, I know, I know. He is your favorite Indian, your ace hole in one, JCB. Say Shoda. Shoda. Uh -huh. And over here to my left, all the way from hell, Jesus, number 83, and a place to be, the pod Gotti. he ain't even trying to preach, Randy B, they showed up. Good morning to everybody except the Plenty Coos Warriors. Uh -huh. <laughs> they got whooped. Whoa, whoa. I yeah. called it. Man. I, was, I was thinking at least 50 on that one. Oh, Plenty Coos? I don't. Yeah, it's a couple of people asked me, like, who do you think he's going to win? I was like, man, LG's going to win by, like, 50. Hey. No, I was just saying that. Uh, I got it from that OG Ron Page from Rises. Oh, like, yeah. Good morning. I just want to say good morning to everybody, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And you know me, Mo Hugs, not drugs, all the way from up the road in Arrow Creek. Hey. Oh. Little big man. Is that clappable? Very clappable. <laughs> Bogon, it's just clappable. No matter where you live, it's clappable. <laughs> this is a family show. <laughs> it's so clappable. Oh my god, yes. Cool. Oh. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but you better leave us alone. Bullshit, you know <laughs> Randy's going to start rebuking you. You better calm down there. Calm down, because this is a family show. We're here, unspoken words. And 
We're a certified family show. PG-13. So parental okay, guidance okay, okay. I turned it for off. 13 years old and under. What? Yeah. Oh, I was like at first I didn't I didn't hear the first part. I thought you said this show is for thirteen years old and under. And like, <laughs> no. That's our target demographic. <laughs> That's our target audience. Those little rascals, rascalians, Those little rascals. All right. Uh, so for a little icebreaker tonight, um, we'll do. I'll do a couple Chuck Norris jokes. I think these things are hilarious. Um, but tell me when to stop. Stop. All right. Moving right along Moving right to right our along. main topic. No, no. Okay. Hit me <laughs> with your best shot, Chuck. The dinosaurs looked at Chuck Norris the wrong way once. You know what happened to them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to think about that. Sorry. Some kids pee their name in the snow. Chuck Norris can pee his name into concrete. <laughs> Jeez. Some strong pee. Mm-hmm. When the boogeyman goes to sleep every night, he checks his closet for Chuck Norris. <laughs> okay. Once a cobra bit Chuck Norris's leg, after five days of excruciating pain, the cobra died. Uh-huh. <laughs> Chuck Norris doesn't breathe. He holds air hostage. <laughs> Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> Chuck Norris can kill two stones with one bird. Sounds like Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Randy's LG days. <laughs> Chuck Norris doesn't wear a watch. He decides what time it is. <laughs> Sounds like Indian time to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chuck Norris never retreats. He just attacks in the opposite direction. That's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> 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 oh, I support you. Mm, oh. Chuck Norris counted to infinity twice. <laughs> I don't know what I did here. Ads? Yeah, jumped into an ad that popped up. <clears throat> That's how they get you. I know. I was trying to sell you something. That's why I vote. Uh, Chuck (laughs) Norris isn't afraid of the dark. The dark is afraid of Chuck Norris. Okay. Chuck Norris doesn't read books. He stares them down until he gets the information he wants. (laughs) (laughs) When Chuck Norris chops onions, the onions cry. (laughs) <laughs> Chuck Norris can strangle you with a cordless phone. That's an old one. For our young listeners, <laughs> phones used to have cords. Yeah. Chuck Norris recently had the idea to sell his pee as a canned beverage. It's now called Red Bull. Ugh. Mm. <laughs> Chuck Norris's t- tears cure cancer. Too bad he's never cried. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris invented airplanes because he was tired of being the only person that could fly. Oh, I never heard that one. Mm-hmm. Chuck Norris does not own a stove oven 
or microwave because revenge is a dish best served cold. Okay. Chuck Norris can build a snowman out of rain. <laughs> if you want, <laughs> he loves it. He loves it. It's a tough crowd tonight. <laughs> if you want a list of Chuck Norris's enemies, just check the extinct species list. <laughs> Chuck Norris can dribble a bowling ball. Just <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris's cowboy boots are made from real cowboys. <laughs> when when Chuck Norris does a push up, he pushes the earth down. Okay. I heard that. That, Mm -hmm. I heard that one. Makes sense. We live in an expanding universe. All of it is trying to get away from Chuck Norris. (laughs) Mm, I believe that one. When God said, let there be light, Chuck Norris said, say please. Chuck Norris doesn't shower. He only takes blood baths. Blood bath. Blood bath. Wasn't that a guy on, what movie was it? Malibu's Most Wanted? <laughs> huh? Blood bath? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. I remember watching that movie, but I was just so, I just remembered the ridiculous parts. B-Rad? Yeah, yeah. B-Rad. Chuck Norris does not sleep. He waits. Uh, I don't get it. Chuck Norris beat the sun in a staring contest. (laughs) I'll do a couple more. When Chuck Norris writes, he makes paper bleed. (laughs) (laughs) Yuck. Chuck Norris stands faster than anyone can run. Hmm. Eh. Time waits for no man unless that man is Chuck Norris. One more. One more. (laughs) Champions are the breakfast of Chuck Norris. Okay. okay. Yeah. Norris. I think my favorite is one is um Chuck Norris can make orange juice out of grapefruits or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or squeeze orange juice from grapefruits. That one I first heard it. I was laughing hard. <laughs> I said, those are pretty good. Funny. Those are pretty good. Yeah. I can get jiggy with it. Yeah. Can you totally get jiggy? Yeah. Yo, totally. Totally. So, yeah. Um, what's new? So, <clears throat> oh, yeah, you remember, had a question. Remember, I was telling you about the, the ladies that were saying, do you, do you sing Hey Ya? Yeah. So yeah. Now today I had one come up to me, both non-native, by the way, saying, "Do you know how to cook bannock?" 
And I was like, well, no, because only Canadians make Bannock. Then I go over there and they're talking and then the other one says the same thing, Bannock. Like, if you're in this area, you have to refer to it as fry bread. <clears throat> yeah. But, but there's like, isn't there like two types of Bannock? Like, there's one where it's basically fry bread and then another one where it's like, it's like a cake, but it's like biscuit. Wasn't it, um, who was it that was telling us about that? I don't know. Somebody somebody, somebody was telling us about that when we... Where it's cake but biscuit? Yeah. It looks like a cake, but it's just a big old biscuit thing. Because, <clears throat> no, I, I sang it this for... It was Bannock, isn't it? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what they told me it was. Because like, I did this gig for at MSU Bellings and the previous director of the Native American Achievement Center, you know, Charette. She was like, I don't have much for payment, but I made you guys do some bannikin, and she had some other gifts and stuff. And I said, oh, that's cool, man. I said, whatever, whatever you can do. And she just had them in these big old Ziploc bags, and they were like in a circle. So she used like a circle pan to cook them in. Uh-huh. But it was like. Like pan bread? No, it was like, it tastes like biscuits, but it, she cooked uh-huh. it like a cake. Okay, yeah, because I. And she yeah. said she called it bannock. I think you might be right. but <clears throat> I, Okay, so. Um, my other mother, Vivian, she's Canadian Blackfoot, Sixaga. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, the only time I ever tried Bannock, I think, when I was up there is they have their, um, they have the teepee village right there at the Calgary Stampede. Oh, yeah, yeah, And, uh, anyway, one of those stands, that's what it said, Bannock. Yeah. And I went and I got one, and to me, it was Frybird. Maybe they didn't know how to make it because it was like not, they were non-natives. Oh, okay. But to me, that's what it was. And then, okay, and then the other thing, too, is like when I used to live in cells, I remember my, uh, one of the homies was like, yeah, my grandma's going to make popovers. And so we went to his place, his grandma's place, and that was fry bread, too. I mean, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. But they called it a popover. Huh. Fry bread was called popover? It was called, again, they might not make it exactly the same way like Bannock. They probably don't make it the way we make fry bread, and the popovers are probably not made the same way either. And what is Bannock, though? Well, see, that's the question. I mean, while they... I know, I'm getting more confused at this question. Well, I don't think we're the the ones to be answering it because we don't (laughs) know, right? Oh, but then she asked you that? Yeah, do you know how to make Bannock? And I was like, well, that's a Canadian thing. That kind of seems like she's... Doesn't really know about natives, just stereotypical. <laughs> She's listening to this right now. Well, yeah. well, I mean, <laughs> that's my first thought. Like, <laughs> okay, so all right, just kind of like, um, like how they would generalize native people, and they all think that they wear headdresses. And, yeah, man. like we're one in the same. Because a lot of non-natives don't know the they difference. Don't, like, yeah, man. I mean. I wouldn't have a job if they knew about us. Yeah. <laughs> For real. <laughs> like, that's my whole job is to teach them about us. Like, just well, basic yeah. shit. But, I mean, that's, that's but everybody's different, though, right? Like, But so. that's what I'm saying. Like, we live in Billings, bro. And do you know how many people that I've had to educate on the reservation being 11 miles south? Mm-hmm. Like, we are literally, like... 11 miles away from a reservation and most Billings residents don't know that. I think, um, well, I think a lot what maybe in this case, like you, they heard that term and then they just used it the okay. way they heard it. 
not really understanding the fact that everybody makes their bread different. You should have told her we're, like, we're oh, fry bread Indians, not Bannock Indians. We're, we're not popover <laughs> Indians. Um, but, you know, I, because, you know, I'll bet you $1,000 if you go to Josiah's house, it, it, that their bread's going to taste different than, say, like maybe oh, yeah, at my yeah. mom's house. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, there's a even certain that. type of there's even like a certain type of fiber that I like, but I never I don't come across it very often. The uh, the uh, Navajo kind, uh, yeah, it's like more crunchy, and it's not as it's not smooth. Where I notice like a lot of crows, like they make theirs and it's very like smooth, kind of fluffy and fluffy. I like the crunchy kind, and it's like Dude. lighter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man, man. <laughs> that's like. Takes me back to like third grade, bro. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, it's all good. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you recognize that, though. <laughs> <laughs> that my mentality is like third grade. <laughs> hey, you're in the right place, bro. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Have a seat. Have Welcome. A seat. I like the. Um, well, I just noticed that like natives too. So I have a homie that makes fry bread, man, and it's really kind of sweet. Yeah. You know? And it's probably like the best bread that I've had. And then, like, I know some people will say you use yeast, and some people will say you don't use yeast. Yeah. Like, just in the making of it. And then, okay, so another place that I tried, have you ever been to, like, the um, Buildings Fair, and they have elephant ears? Uh-uh. Yeah. That's fry bread. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. But it's, like, the size of a pizza. They call them fry bread? Or they call them elephant ears? Yeah, they're called, well, I think just because they're, they're the, the pieces are so big. Okay. Well, did you do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. Funnel cake tastes like fry bread to it me. Does. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Funnel cake too. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, this is just fry bread. And see that, and and I well, like when I was from all the way from Arizona all the way up to Canada, that's what I thought. This is just fry bread. Douche. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that, my that, fry that. bread pieces as big as cheeks. <laughs> Not the size of my cheeks, the size of her cheeks. Oh, yeah, that one with the voice, the voice earlier. The voice. I mean, she needs a name. No, no, she's just the voice. Oh, she's just the voice. What's her name? What's her name? What's her, what's her, what's name? her name? And oh, her baby. sister. Everybody knows what's They're her always name. Always up to no Brenda. good. Hey, I said Brenda. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Brenda has the baby. Oh. Brenda's what's her name? Sister. Yeah. Brenda with the baby. Brenda. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I was I was teasing those girls. I was like, man, first you ask me, or first you bring out the hey uh, Now you ask me about Bannock. Next thing you know, you're gonna make me wanna or have me make it rain for you. Just gonna ask you for regalia. Some regalia. Oh. <laughs> JC, do you have regalia? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'll quit my job. <laughs> that is that. Uh. JC, you should bring your regalia to work and do a little rain dance for us. (laughs) No, no, I don't even want to listen to this episode because I'm going to have to hear that again. (laughs) Regalia. (laughs) Regalia. Oh, man, I don't know what it is, man. That word just just like nails on a chalkboard. Grinds your gears. Yeah, just grinds them up. Sounds cheap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Outfit. 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 Yeah. I'll do that. Dance outfit. 
or like you know get more like specific you know like your grass dance outfit your jingle dress yeah fancy dance outfit your bustle your roach your men's crow style traditional outfit yeah that's that's a lot but yeah (laughs) <laughs> no, I was just saying that because uh, when Billy was younger, <clears throat> yeah, you got a kick out of a MC at Crow Fair. He said, um, "All you non-Crow dancers are not excused." And then for the rest of Crow Fair, he kept saying that, "All you non-Crow dancers are not excused." <laughs> he just kept saying that. He like thought it was funny. <laughs> not excused. Yeah, I don't know why he thought it was funny, but he just kept saying it. For the rest of Crowfair that year. For the rest of oh, yes. <laughs> What else is going on? Little big man. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, yeah, we got, we're going to do Smudge the Streets next week. Next week? I thought it was today. Oh, why does Me everybody too. think that? It says it right on the flyer, very first thing you read. I know, but I was <laughs> just like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but that's it. I think it's the way it came up in the conversation for me. Wow. Like, because you asked earlier, like mm-hmm. Monday. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, uh, yeah, so I planned on like. Oh, you, for it to be today? Yeah. Mm. I'd have to go back and reread it, but I I assumed it was today. Yeah. You know what they say about assuming. <sighs> I think initially I said for today, but then I was like, oh, shoot, it's Billy's birthday, so we need to do it on the 21st. So you guys must have got hung up on the fourteenth. That's his solstice. Yeah, winter <clears throat> solstice. Mm-hmm. Would be the best time to smudge. Yeah, wow, you got to smudge anyway. Is the shortest day of the year. Normally, they have like a homeless uh, memorial on that day over here in uh, just the block over Kitty Corner from us. Oh, okay. The, the courthouse, courthouse lawn. Uh, but they they haven't had it the past couple years. Did they have it when you were the rock? What's that? The homeless uh, memorial had on the winter solstice. I don't remember it. They have like a candlelight vigil at noon. I oh no, not at noon. Yeah, <laughs> we would have been a part of it, but no. Okay, so they haven't had it. A but anyway, yeah, I thought it was fitting. Noon? But I we've been we uh so I started doing smudging the streets twenty eighteen when I was the resource outreach coordinator. And I just did it periodically, sporadically. Uh, and then when I was at Bellings Urban Inn and Health and Wellness Center, we started doing it every month <clears throat> until I left. And then we continued it here, but we haven't done it in a year. September really? of 22 was the last time we did it. Really? Yep. That's so, what I was going to say. It was, it was cold that last time, remember? Yes, I think this town is in need of some spiritual cleansing. It was, especially uh, downtown. Yeah. So we're going to do... We don't go that far, maybe like a mile, a mile loop. We should do five miles. <laughs> We'd have to walk all the way to South Park. <clears throat> or five miles? Yeah. How do you know that? Because one of the first times we did it, when I was at Buick, uh-huh. we started here, and we went around the, the county courthouse, federal courthouse, and then we went all the way down to South Park, and then we came all the way back up and went to North Park, and that was like an eight-mile loop. Holy cow. Wow. How long did that take? Wow, a couple hours. Dang. Yeah. That's a lot of smudging. <laughs> yeah, but then we had like a van following us, the company van, to give people rides and stuff. In case they <clears throat> tired out a little bit. Yeah. 
for the elders. So yeah, if you're around, come join us. We'll smudge the streets. Yeah, next week, five PM. Be here by five PM. We'll get going at five fifteen, about five seventeen PM. Intertribal, everybody dance. Get out. over here so we can smudge you. And our our downtown streets notorious for some some of our brothers and sisters hanging out. So yes. we'll hit them up. We'll smudge them up. We'll pray with them. We'll just keep on moving along. A little short loop. Get her done. Get her done. All right. You guys feeling warmed up? Yes. I suppose. I suppose, too. So let's get going on this. Let me pull up this article. Article. <clears throat> I know I got a lot of gunk. Article. A lot of gunk. All right, so let's do this. And DJ, if you're ready, why don't you hit me with that beat? Ayo, let's get into our topic. Ayo, let's get into our topic. All right, all right, all right, all right. So we're going to get into this article. It's called Dumb Questions, Dumb Answers, and Dumb Down Decisions. Are you on automatic or conscious and in charge of your life and contributions? Uh, it is from Psychology Today. It was published June 29th, 2013. So 10 years ago. 10 years ago. 10 years ago, you were still dumb. Uh, no, so it's like, um, so this stemmed from, uh, <clears throat> so at work, we we're going to have this potluck and they asked me to make a flyer for our department and then we're inviting these other departments to come do this potluck, you know, just kind of a quarterly lunch and learn type of deal. Mm-hmm. And I put potluck on the flyer and <clears throat> my supervisor said, maybe you should put, instead of potluck, bring a dish to share so everybody understands and I was like, I mean, I was just kind of like, whoa, what? Like, who doesn't understand what a potluck is? Like, you hear potluck, you're thinking. Bring a bag of chips. Yeah, bring something. Got napkins. Yeah, you bring something to the to the meal, right? Yeah, I got the napkins. <laughs> like, if you want to go, you're going to bring something like some drinks, some soda, napkins, whatever. You're some, bringing something. Some Albertsons donuts. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, then that got me thinking, like, man, we really got dumb shit down these days. <laughs> and I was like, dang, man, that's crazy to me. And then I started thinking, like, when I got out of treatment, like, my counselor, my sponsor, everybody at the meetings was saying, do 90 and 90. You got to do 90 and 90. 90 meetings in 90 days. And so I was like, <clears throat> okay. And then, uh, what about... My last counseling days, or my last, yeah, 2020. At that point, like, I had clients coming in and saying, that came in in from, like, inpatient, and they're saying, yeah, my counselor told me to do 30 and 30, and I busted out laughing. (laughs) Because I was like, I thought they were joking. Like, 30 meetings in 30 days. Like, man, I started laughing. Because I was like, 
that's all they expected of them. Like that's all they could expect of them. And just, you know, five, six years previous to that, they were telling us to do 90 and 90. Mm-hmm. But like people can't do that. So they have to do it 30, 30 and 30. So that got me, then I don't know, I was just going down this travel, like dumbing down stuff. <clears throat> so I just wanted to see if like there's like an article or something about it. But then I then I came across this article and I thought it really has nothing to do with where my thought process was. How it began anyway. <clears throat> but yeah, how it began and how I came across this and I read this article and I was like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> like, because it like described me in my addiction and what kept me in my addiction. And we talk about it on here a lot. And this is like the, the psychology behind it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but I'm going to skim down here. Um, and start on this paragraph. It says in chip and Dan, uh, in chip and Dan's health, new book, this, <clears throat> um, decisive. They write, why do we have such a hard time making good choices? When it comes to making decisions, it is clear that our brains are flawed instruments. When we reflect on our thinking, we usually ask ourselves a series of questions as many as 50,000 a day. This is an unconscious process that stimulates an answer such as, what am I going to do about this project? Why is my coworker so un?" cooperative why did i get passed over at the last promotion one one of thinking errors i speak to sorry uh, excuse me one of the thinking errors i speak to executive about is my thoughts are facts because i thought it therefore it is true um fast and slow oh wait Okay, so affect heuristic, where judgments and decisions are guided directly by feelings of liking and disliking with little deliberation or reasoning. If we ask ourselves poor, biased, and narrow questions, we will get answers that are negative, not helpful, or productive. The brain has been compared to a computer, even though it is a far more complex when we ask ourselves a question, it is like doing a Google search for information in your brain. Our brain runs through these files to bring up an answer on our screen of awareness. We take this answer as fact and move forward without questioning the process. <clears throat> um, I was going to keep reading here. Part of being more confident is to be more aware, mindful, and awake when you ask yourself internal questions. When you pay more attention, you may notice that the question often catalyzes a cascade of negative responses and a familiar pattern being <clears throat> on your case. The focus of this last bog question, bad questions get bad answers, and you can make dumb decisions as a result. So <clears throat> then it goes on to... Um, so unfortunately, when we ask ourselves, or when we ask ourselves self-deprecating questions, we rarely come back with an objective to the kind of negative answer that comes up. So, <clears throat> so these questions. 
says, why am I always screwing up? How come I'm not good enough? How could I be so stupid? Why didn't I say something smart at the meeting? When will I finally learn? The brain searches your history and comes up with a pat answer such as, I have always been a slow learner, or I am not as smart as others, or I'm always making stupid mistakes, or I'll never get ahead. These program responses make you hang your head and lose your confidence. It's time to take control of the programming of negative automatic self-talk. Let your brain search its files for more positive, constructive, and useful answers. The question and actions below can help you in the process. Be more aware of the questions you ask yourself. Write them down and collect them over a week. Ask your questions out loud. Listen and then evaluate what you are really asking your brain to search for. Are your questions positive or negative? What kind of answers are you getting? Evaluate the biases in your questions. Are you leading the witness? Are you setting yourself up for failure? Would a judge allow your questions? Are you using overgeneralized words such as always and never? And I think for me, like, man, I was, I was just reading this and I was like, man, that's what I did. That's what I did. It was like all the time, like growing up and especially like in my adult years, like I was like, ah, try to stay sober, try to stay sober, try to stay sober. And then I expected when I wasn't drinking everything to be going perfect. Like I shouldn't get mad. I shouldn't be arguing with my wife. I shouldn't be disliking my job. I shouldn't be disliking my, because I wasn't drinking. And I was like, but then once that kind of pink cloud left after I was sober for whatever, a couple of weeks, a month, and then I started hating my job and started arguing around with my wife and being pissy all day. I was just like, oh, <clears throat> it's always going to be like this. Might as well just drink. And or say stuff like that is like, why can't I just have a good life? And just like being all negative about everything and those things like, <clears throat> I can't ever get anything right. That's why my wife's always mad at me. You know, and just like, I can't get anything right. My boss is always mad at me. You know, just having those kind of thoughts or asking myself those things too. Like, why can't I get anything right? Why can't I stay on top of this? Blah, blah, blah. Um, but anyway, I'll open it up to you guys, whatever your guys' thoughts are. It's not just one time either. It's all the time. <laughs> it's all the time. <laughs> I, I saw your light bulbs go off when you said that. <laughs> That's what I thought of. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, um, like I said, your perception is your reality. And I like that analogy about, you know, with, with computer systems, like coders, they have a, they have a saying, you know, the ones that write code for computer programs, they say garbage in garbage out. Right. So whatever you're putting into your program is what you're going to get out of it. And so, and like, for me, they weren't questions. They were more like statements. Like, oh, you're no, and they, you know, not, not in those exact specific words, like, oh, you're no good. Oh, you, you, you can't do this. 
or you know and again like you know it's always going to be this way you keep going back you might as well just give you know you're you're not you're not smart enough you're not strong enough you're not resilient enough things like that and so and that comes from uh early childhood development too like if you hear those things said to you or, and you know that's what that's what your belief is going to be because that's where your programming really starts uh, but the good news about that is that you can completely and totally change those thought patterns. Those because uh, you know they call they call it neuroplasticity. Your brain can change, but you have to be mindful of it, right? We have to pay attention to what our thoughts are, and a lot of times, you know, like for me, my mind is racing so fast, and I just it just gets away with me, away from me. Um, it's kind of hard to keep up with some of those thoughts because they just flash by real quick. They're so automatic, but what I can pay attention to is how I'm feeling my emotion, right? Like, so if I start getting anxious, if I start getting, if I start feeling, having that fear response about something that I'm thinking about, then that means there's a a kink in my think as it were, or if I start getting depressed or, you know, start getting sad or, you know, all that other stuff. But, Mm -hmm. but to be mindful of it, to catch it like, okay, well I'm feeling I'm I'm feeling anxious. Why am I feeling anxious? Then you can stop and say, okay, what was I thinking? What was I doing? But if you catch yourself saying negative things about yourself or asking those questions, and you and you and you catch it, then you you can you can reverse it. You can switch it, or you don't even have to wait for any of that. You can just say your affirmations, say them over and over and over and over until eventually your brain is going to be like, okay, this is taking a lot of effort. And remember, I told you guys like. It's only 11% of our body weight, but it uses 20% of our energy mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. does, right? That, that's why you, you don't even have to be physically active. But if your brain is going all day, like if you have a job or you're doing a task that takes a lot of brain power, it really wipes you out. So your brain wants to conserve that energy the best way it can. And, and what it'll do is it'll start overriding those original programs. Because it's taking too much energy, right? It's taking way too much energy for you to consciously say, I am good, I'm I'm a good person, I'm worthy, I'm strong, I'm resilient, I'm capable, I'm intelligent, I'm loving, I'm caring, I'm empathetic. All those things, if you keep saying it over and over, eventually your brain is going to say, okay, that's what we're doing, I'm going to make it easier for you. Then those responses become automatic. But again, it takes that conscious effort and it's easier for us to go back into that old, oh man, why is it always like this? It always happens to me. But that, and th- those kind of things come from a place of, <clears throat> a place of like, of lack. Yeah. Right? So if you're lacking, but again, your perception is your reality. So if you can change those ideas in your mind, if you think it, then it becomes true. Mm. It automatically becomes true. So if I'm telling myself, I am a good person. I am worthy to be here. I am strong. I am resilient. I am capable of achieving my goals. I am I am worthy of success. Right? You keep saying that and eventually, you know, not only does your brain rewire itself, but your physical world catches up with it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Uh, is it ready? You done? <laughs> oh, I could have. Oh, how going. polite! Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I know. No, uh, <laughs> it, it reminds me of a right. Like there's the scripture that says, "As man thinks in his heart, so is he." Mm. 
And I feel like that's like the biggest area of warfare um, in anybody's life, right? Like just like what both of you gentlemen shared. And that's something that I'm currently battling. I feel like my biggest battle is negative self-talk. Yeah. And then like when it goes unchecked, like, man, I can become the most negative person in the world. Negative Nancy. Yeah, and then it's like, man, I don't want to look at my phone. I don't want to answer nobody's phone calls. I don't want to freaking, like, man, I just get into this dump. And then I get super critical. And then I'm like, then I start coming up with different scenarios in my head. And it's like, man, like, this has to stop. So what I've been doing uh, to be proactive towards that is kind of what JC was sharing about. Telling myself that, hey, I am good enough. I am worthy. You know, I am a resource. I am, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, things like that, bro. And, and really, like, what's really helped me lately has been, I don't know if you guys know, I've been in a lot better mood lately, but I've been getting up early between 4.30, 5.30, mm. and I go out and run. I started out, like, walking, and I, and I still walk. Um, but I'm getting to the point now where I'm looking forward, and I've been consistent probably about two to three months now. Right now, like nice. you know, and, and and like this morning was like two, two miles. Hell yeah! You know, like yeah. running until I freaking run out of breath, and then I freaking jog because right now, like I, I've been heavy, like where I'm have like shin splints and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. But the reason why I do that, bro, like being proactive against the uh, the battle that I'm fighting is like because for my mental health, bro, like it's more there's more clarity. Then it becomes like, man, it, it's the only time that I get away from electronics. Mm. You know, like, man, I look forward to that morning time. Like even uh, uh, Sunday, for example, I didn't eat the best this weekend. I probably overate. But after we got done looking at um, Christmas lights, I looked at my daughter because we got home at like seven. And I'm like, I just don't want to sit around. I'm like, I'm going to go for a walk. Yeah. I said, just kind of active recovery. And she's like, can I go with you? I'm like, yeah, man. She just started kicking her legs. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. She like turns into this little girl and I'm kind of cherishing, you know, the, these moments. But like, man, she kicks, she goes, can I come? And I'm, I'm like, yeah. And I thought in my head, like, I'm not going to go on my normal route because I, I usually change it up. So I'm not bored. Yeah. But I'm like, I haven't walked at the school yet. So I went to the school and come to find out they're closed from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Mm. So I'm like, okay, we're cool. It's seven o'clock. So we got a two and a half mile walk in. Nice. You know, like to end my weekend mm. where previously that was unheard of, but that's how I've been battling my mental health and going mm. into this negative self-talk because what I'm realizing like, bro, is like we do have it in us. Mm-hmm. Like we just have to battle. We have to fight for that, that, that part, right? Like, and then it allows me like just to work things out, man, when I'm out there yeah. because I'm not looking at my phone. And if I have my headphones in, like I'm listening to a book or something. Because yeah. I get really tired of, like, I don't know, I get tired of music, too. Like, I I just get tired of, like, man, we're consumed by so much technology and so much information. But, like, for me, like, and then when I get home, man, I open up my Bible and I read. And, and one of the things that I've been really reciting lately is is uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter. And it's like Randy's kind, Randy's patient, Randy, you know, does not count records of wrongdoings. Like just going through this whole thing, replacing the word love with my name, Mm. because that's a way that I battle, right? Because it's like, man, I don't like who I become Mm. when I'm not being proactive in mental health. I would say eight, almost nine years into sobriety, like, man, that's still a major issue. 
yeah. for Zoom. Definitely. You know, it's yeah. like I don't think we. I I, I want to say that we get better, or we just learn how to fight that mm. a lot better. Because it is like that's where it, it's really a, the mind is a battlefield. Like it, it kind of brings to mind like what what are you going to feed the the angel or the you know the wolf? Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, because the like good, for bad, yeah, the good wolf or the bad wolf, the good wolf or the bad wolf. Um, like which one are you going to feed? Which one? <laughs> what are we going to say? <laughs> Nothing. This is a family show. <laughs> but I mean. But it, it, it's like, man, like reading the psychology today, dog, I'm like, damn, like, man, I'm not the only one that battles that. For because sure, a huh? lot of times, like reality, like not reality, but a lot of times our minds like to let us think we're the only ones that are fighting. True. You know, like, like that's what our minds like to make us think. Mm-hmm. And for me, I know that like now I know it's not true. Right, yeah, so yeah. we have to be proactive in attacking our minds, like my mind, your mind, like all of mm. us have that battle to fight, bro. And like for me, man, it's like I like getting out there and busting a sweat at like forty years old, bro. Heck yeah, you know, especially like in this cold, like yeah, it's been good, man. Feel my chest. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Even though Come touch me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right here. <laughs> okay. Did he grab you like this? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, that's what I was going to ask too, like, because I know both of you guys kind of touched on it, and Randy even when started getting into it was that that pity party uh, yeah. that comes after these questions or these statements. Yeah, We get into this negative Nancy um, mindset, and then we start throwing a pity party, and exactly like what was Randy was saying, like, it's only happening to me. Why does this happen to me? Nobody even knows. Nobody, Nobody cares. understands. They don't care. Man, it's just me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, I laugh and I make fun of that because, man, that's what I did. That's what I used to do. And, man, even now, like, you know, eight years and some change, like, I start trying to get back into that. Yep. And I'll even get into that place where I start throwing a pity party. And then I catch myself, and I'm like, what am I doing? And, like, obviously, like, you know, and then accompanied with that is, like, some anxiety and some depression, of course, uh, for me anyway. So I'm like, okay, what do I – I got to do some stuff here. I got to do some stuff. I got to get outside. I got to get some sun. Um, I got to call somebody and talk to somebody and just kind of air this out um, because – and if I, you know, and get to a meeting if I need it, but, like, speaking about this stuff it's like I've been really you know like I'll call one of my mentors and schedule like uh, lunch or just talk to him right there on the phone and be like man I've been really feeling down about myself and thinking this about myself and as I'm saying it I can just see the ridiculousness of it yeah Um, because Feline she's always saying you know she was always saying you know you gotta speak what you're thinking what you're feeling gotta speak that into the air let the light hit it, and then you can see the truth of it. And that that's something that we're not accustomed to doing because we're accustomed to stuffing everything. We're accustomed to putting that all away and, like, manning up, wanting to deal with it on our own, blah, 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 um, where to be in recovery, to walk the red road is to talk about these things and process these things 
with somebody else or process them through a different lens than that oh poor me lens um and process them with like a journaling with a meeting with a accountability people with a sponsor and so that's what i do now you know because i mean i'm not immune to pity parties (laughs) you know um and like one thing that helps me if i like go too far into the pity party like i was just like i remember one time when i was really feeling down about myself and because uh i was coaching uh I was coaching a traveling team. This was about five years ago. And I was coaching this traveling team. And we'd gone to three tournaments in a row and weekends in a row, three weekends in a row. And we lost out of each one. Um, We had like a 500 record at each tournament. And it was like we won two and we lost two. And um. I was feeling really down about that because I was like, man, we should be winning, you know, like winning the championship or making the championship game. But anyway, I felt really down about it and called my dad. And, you know, he just like gave me this totally different perspective, like on what I was doing, you know, giving these young, young gentlemen an opportunity, giving them experience and all this. And so I remember those things too, like past conversations when I, was deep in my pity party where I just felt like scum. And I remember these past conversations that I had with my father or had with another mentor or somebody else that I have a lot of respect for and what they said to me in those moments. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm just tripping. I'm just, like, in this pity party that I need to pull myself out of, you know. And it's just like, okay, so I, what can I do? What can I do? I got, I got tools. I got, I got people. I got people that are walking with me. I got people in my corner. I got the red road. I got, <clears throat> I got some, um, what are those inspirational videos? I know you like to watch those on Motivational YouTube. Motivational and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I like to watch those too. Just like, you know, like the shorter ones though. Like the three, four minute ones. Yeah. I talk about, you know, really, they really gas you up and you feel like you can go dunk it after you listen to one yeah. of those. Yeah. 360. <laughs> yeah. 360, that six foot hoop. <laughs> but, you know, there, you brought up a really good point when you first started out. We know when we get into that pity party. And mm-hmm. one of the things that was suggested to me was when you have those negative thoughts, you can try to put them in a, in a, in a silly voice or a funny voice. Mm, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. you know, like, you that, yeah. and, and if you say, you know, oh man, this always happens to me. Why is it always me? Um, those might be, I mean, that, those are real thoughts that we have. Oh, for sure. Maybe not in so many words for everybody, but that's the basic, the, the basic uh, message that we're getting. But like you just did, like when you first started out, you was like, why does it have to be me? <laughs> yeah. Like that makes it lose its power and then we laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, and so like if you're having negative thoughts, you can put like, make it sound like SpongeBob SquarePants or something, you know, whatever yeah. sounds funny in your mind. And it it loses its power because then you see it like, oh, man, that does sound ridiculous. Yep. You know, so and that's one way. And another thing I was going to talk about was, um, you know, our words have power. And it's the language that we use. Oh, yeah. Right. And the words. And so like if we're saying, oh, we got to battle that. Oh, it's a war. I got to attack. Those things imply struggle. Right. Those things mm. imply that it's going to be a fight. 
Yeah. But if you say, okay, today I'm going to, this is what I'm going to change. Or today I'm just going to switch my thoughts. Today I'm going to think something else. Yeah. That implies that you are in control and that there is no battle. Mm -hmm. And so like, and again, it's that subconscious mind, like that thing underneath that we're not aware of that basically runs like almost 90% of the program, I think. I, there's, I read a lot of neuroscience and stuff like that too. But, um, so yeah, the language that we use, uh, the subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. Nope. So if you try to say, well, I won't be anxious today. I'm not going to be anxious. <laughs> all it hears is anxious. Yeah. Be anxious. Be anxious. That's yeah, all it's going to yeah. hear. No. But so if you switch that and you think, okay, how can I put a, how can I say it in a, in a positive way? where there is no negatives in it, like as in yes or no, yeah. you can say, rather than saying, I'm not going to be anxious, say today I'm going to be calm yeah. or I am calm. Yeah, say yeah. it like you say it like it's true. Like it's already not like it's happening mm-hmm. right now. No, I got, I got a good example of that. Like, so I learned that like when my kids were young, younger. And so I was like, Oh, okay. Cause like they kept like laying down, and while they were eating their snacks, like, you know, like laying upside down and watching yeah, their cartoons yeah, and eating their yeah. snacks. And then that would like give me anxiety. Like, oh my God, they're going to choke, you know? Yeah. So then I learned that piece, but like our subconscious doesn't hear the negative part. So like, don't lay down and eat. Then all they hear is lay down and eat. Yeah. You know, the subconscious. So then what I started doing was sit up while you're eating. There you go. I started saying, sit up while you're eating. And even when they were like, come downstairs or they grab a snack and like, I'm going to go watch, I'm going to go eat this and watch um, my iPad in my room. I'm like, all right, well, sit up while you're eating. And I kept, I been saying this for years. And then what I see now with their little brother at six, when he's like, like laying down on the ground and eating his snacks, both of them will be like, Hey, sit up while you're eating. You're supposed to be sitting up while you're eating. And they're teaching him now. And it clicked. Yeah. And it clicked. Yeah. And um, even I, I think even the, the, the act of trying to figure out a new phrase, to a new way to rephrase it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in your mind, like, you, okay, what's a better way to say that? Even that act is, is taking up that energy. So mm-hmm. like your, your brain is going to, your brain's going to say, I don't like this. Is We're using too much energy. You know, we only mm. had so many fries today. I only got so much energy. <laughs> So, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. like, there's only so much energy that it wants to expend on conscious thought. Yeah. So, even that alone, like, okay, how can I rephrase that? That that act alone is going to, you know, start triggering your mind to say, okay, well, we need to make this easier because this is taking too much effort. Yeah. And so, but, and I get it. Like, I, I know there's probably a lot of people out there thinking, well, you know, it's, it's 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 tough at first mm-hmm. because it's it's hard to go against those those ingrained beliefs. Yeah, yeah. But you just have to keep doing it. Like I still do it. I still do it today. Like I I really started attacking it. You know when I, when my anxieties kicked in a few months ago, mm-hmm. and, and journaling and writing it out. Like I am worthy. Mm-hmm. I am. And then um you know you can if if you having those negative thoughts write those down on a piece of paper say them out loud like you did that's that's amazing you know like Feline she's pretty man that woman is smart yeah but um yeah say it out say it out loud like when you hear it in your mind in your mind in that voice in your head it uh-huh. it, it has a lot more power but when you say it out loud then it you hear it like it's audible it's out there in the light 
And it's like that that does sound kind of ridiculous for me to say. <laughs> or yeah, that's that's like man, I'm like I I was really thinking that like that was real. That was real, yeah. But exactly. then when I spoke it, I was like, I seen like how ridiculous it was, you know? Yeah, and like so I could be sitting here thinking, like, oh man, I'm a POS. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm no good. But if I looked at you and said, Hey, man, I'm no good. That way, I'm like, what? <laughs> and yeah, and just your reaction to uh-huh. it, that would make me realize, like, yeah, that did sound kind of dumb. <laughs> I mean, like, and yeah. I, and there are people that'll that'll actually do that, right, without yeah, yeah. even realizing it. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even realize it until a friend of mine pointed it out, and then she was like, "Well, now you got to say three three nice things about yourself." Yeah, and yeah. that's crazy because now my my therapist, she does that after every session, right before mm-hmm. she goes before we end. I want you to say three positive things about yourself. Mm. So that came back around. So now I I do it all. And and another little trick too is like if you're getting ready in the morning, say you're brushing your teeth or, you know, you're looking in the mirror anyway. Yeah. Look yourself in the eyes and say that. Mm -hmm. Tell yourself, yes, I love you. I love you. You are worthy. And and you you look yourself, just look at yourself and say that, that, that you in there, I love you. Yeah. I care about you. I don't want you to be anxious. I don't want you to be depressed. I don't want you to have to use. I don't want you to be miserable. No. You know, do that. I mean, there's so many different little, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. hacks and tricks that we can use. And these are just some Mm. of them. And like one of my go-to ones, you you already know this, is uh, meditation. Yeah. And that's just being in the moment. Yeah. In this moment right here, right now. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and, um. Oh, another thing that I learned is the best time to reprogram your your subconscious is when you're in a theta state. In other words, right before you're about to fall asleep Mm. or right when you wake up. Mm. Those are affirmation times. Okay. Because your brain is not in um, an active mode. It's in an upload mode. Mm. If that makes sense, right? I don't know if that language even made sense, you know. So rather than running the program, it's uploading stuff. Okay. So you're in that, and you're just, you're, you know, you can feel yourself getting drowsy, and then you say, yes, I am a good person. Mm-hmm. I'm an amazing person. I'm strong. I'm resilient. Yeah. I can do this. I'm, I'm surrounded by positivity. All those cool affirmations. And then when you wake up in the morning, make it a habit to, mm. to just click and say, yes, I am an amazing person. I'm an awesome person. I can do yeah. this. Today, I'm going to kill this day. Well, maybe not that. That's kind of a negative thing, but <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill it today. Whatever yeah, it is. But you know, right when you wake up and then just keep doing that, keep doing that, and eventually your brain, it'll catch up. Yeah. Because we didn't, we weren't born with those fears, those anxieties, those, um, those that, that negative self-talk, it was programmed into us. Yeah. We're only, what, uh, born with two fears. Uh, one was loud noises and the other one is falling. Mm. Everything else we learned. Okay. Okay. We did, and we didn't. We didn't gain those that negative self talk mm-hmm. um, overnight. It just it it was just kind of ingrained in us. But yeah. Again, but again, you know, like I said, man, the, the brain is an amazing thing, and it it'll rewire itself. Yeah. And it'll it, you can do awesome stuff, and, and <clears throat> it, it. But it like I said, it takes that effort. You have to keep doing it. Yeah. You have to like okay, if th- if this is what I want, mm-hmm. then. It won't be work. It won't be a battle. It won't be a fight. It'll be inspired action. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, I believe that because, like, um, this fall, for some reason, um, 
my anxiety has been kicking up and it's like really kind of coming through when I'm laying down to go to bed. Yeah. And I start like your conspiracy theories about yourself. Like I start having these conspiracy theories about my kids or myself or even just the house. Like um, somebody's going to break in or yeah. oh, this is going to happen to my kids. And oh man, what if that happens? And oh, this happens. Uh, and, and then my, it just my, goes. Yeah. Then my mind starts going and then, before I know it, I'm like all freaked out and I'm just laying there like all freaked out. But so then like what I started doing, because this was like, you know, a month or two, month and a half ago, and it was just like getting crazy where I just, man, I just lay there and later and later and later and I couldn't go to sleep. So I, what I started doing is like right before I started, as I was getting ready for bed, I started, you know, just in my mind, started thinking, thinking about a deal, my higher power for everything and anything. Thank you for these socks. Thank you for these pants. Thank you for this bed. Thank you for this blanket. Thank you for this pillow. Thank you for, you know, whatever. It was just like whatever like was around and then I just keep going saying thank you, thank you. And then I just started saying, I have peace. I have peace. And I just be thinking these things and thanking, thinking about it there for whatever, you know, my job and for the podcast, for these microphones. And, and then so then like. And I still do that today, but it's like not, I don't have to go for very long, you know, and I like, I don't have to name everything in the world, Yeah, but it's like a shorter list now. And I, I started accompanying it with modulated breathing, <sighs> you know, breathe in for two seconds, hold it and then exhale for four. And I just do that. Sometimes it's three inhale for three X ex- hold exhale for six. And I just started doing this as I'm getting ready for bed or I'm laying down. And then I'm, you know, within, you know, probably five minutes max, I'm, I'm out, I'm done. You know, I'm like asleep. And so I just, I just had to switch that flip or, you know, flip the script. Instead of laying there and worrying, I went into more a thankful mode, you know, and then that brought a peace and that modulated breathing slowed down my heart rate into a very calm state where then. I could just go to sleep. And I, I, I learned a new one too. Like, okay, so we we talked about the vagus nerve in the past, right? Yeah. And that's um, related to the sim- parasympathetic is yeah. the, uh, rest and digest, right? Mm-hmm. So the breathing technique, I, and, and you do it like two or three times and, and it, it's, it stops. So you breathe in. As much as you can, and then right at the last second, you can, whether it doesn't matter through your nose or your mouth, you can just, just that one last gasp in, mm. and then slowly breathe it out. Do that three times, just that last little bit, and then breathe it out. I can't remember what it's called. It's like a, um, oh, I, there's a name for it, and I'll I'll look it up later on. But it's, uh, but it was, um, it's a neuroscientist that did that. Yeah. And so he, he, so I try, and man, that works too. Oh, yeah. Like to breathe in as much as you can. And then when it seems like you can't, then one last good gasp, mm. just that last little corner of the your, your lungs that you, that aren't filled and then slowly breathe it out. You want your out breath to be longer than your in breath. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, which is the, which is the key. But there's all different kinds of techniques. I mean, um, like a cleansing breath kind of sounds like that. I mean, yeah. similar. But cleansing breath is just you breathe in as fast as you can and then you let it out. 
So that that's one way to and then of course there's always the word stop. Mm. You're, you're like when your mind is running like that and then you're sitting there describing your your experience and I'm like, dude, were you watching me that whole time? Like, because <laughs> that's what I do, man. That's exactly what I do. Yeah. But then you know you catch yourself and you just say stop. Yeah. And then you can switch into those positive affirmations. That gratitude. Gratitude is huge. We talked about that at Thanksgiving. Like how how much that changes your mindset. For real. For real. For real. And like <clears throat> what was it on? I was talking with Cleora and this was a few weeks ago and then she was, we were we were talking about this subject, about the our mind racing and stuff. And she just said, Well, there's just one thing I learned where you just say what am I thinking next? Next. And then that stops your brain and then it's just like, then you can change it. But that's good too, just saying stop. Stop. Yeah. That, that works that, too. That, that thought's stopping and then that's the actual word that you would use is stop. Yeah, you say it out loud. Yeah, say it out loud, say stop. And then like that, it, it kind of, it like I, I must shock your system or something. I don't even know exactly how it works, but then that's when you can switch your 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 thinking that that conscious thinking and of course you know um the i am affirmations i yep. am is a powerful phrase yep. i mean like and, and whatever you put after that it's that and again like if we think it it becomes true okay uh did i tell you guys about those experiments that they did with um, basketball players and they had one group practice shooting Mm-hmm. physically out there in a the gym shooting yeah. at another group who didn't do anything. They had another group that just thought about it. Okay. Visualized yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. And, and visualized that success. Mm-hmm. And there was another group. I can't remember what they did or how they did it. I think three or four, but anyway, needless to say the ones that actually out there physically shooting, they improved the ones that didn't do anything. Obviously they didn't improve, but the ones that just visualized. Yeah. They improved. Yeah, yeah. So what you're thinking is your your when your your thoughts will create mm-hmm. emotion, and your body's emotion that's that's your body's brain. Yeah, but your body it doesn't understand your brain and your body don't understand what's real and what's not, because what is reality except for our perception? Yep. Right. So, with that being said, you can visualize and you can think these thoughts and say, okay, what would it be like to and then you, whatever your goal is, yeah. What would it be like to be a successful podcast? Yeah. And you sit there, and then your you, that open ended question mm-hmm. is going to trigger trigger your subconscious mind. It's going to go through all its files, and it's going to do all of this, and then it's going to come up with that answer. Yeah. And then you can start visualizing it, and then you realize, man, we started out in the I almost said tabernacle again, <laughs> the sanctuary. sanctuary. I'll, 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 I'll get it one of these days but yeah we started out in the sanctuary and now look we got these amazing mics and we got our own place and you know mm-hmm. we're doing all this stuff so my brain already knows what it's like yeah to take um steps towards success and then from there man you, you your imagination is amazing it can be a curse a blessing or a curse yeah we have the choice, right? We have the choice to, okay, which way am I going to go with this? Mm-hmm. Am I going to think negative thoughts or am I going to say, man, what is it like to be successful? And then your brain is going to like, okay, we'll come up with the answer and this is what it looks like. And then you go with it. Mm-hmm. You go with that visualization. You go with that ideal self. Okay. Like 
Uh, I don't want to be anxious. I don't want to be depressed. I don't want to be sad. I don't want to be lonely. I don't want to be none of those things. What would it be like to be the opposite of that? What would it be like to be calm? What would it be like to have that peace? Randy's always talking about what would it be like to, um, to have everything that I, you know, that, that I, that I wanted right now. And then your brain is going to like, okay, this is what it's like because we've experienced those things before we, yeah. What are you guys doing, <laughs> man? You guys are right, never mind. I was going to say something, but but anyway, <laughs> my God. I wish you guys could see these guys. I'm going to mute them, and I will talk to you alone. This is strictly for the audience. So, as I was saying, your brain knows what it's like to have that positive success. Your brain knows what it's like to have those positive moments. Your brain knows what it's like to have that peace because you've experienced it. It doesn't seem like it, but you did. And so it'll start coming up with those ideas and those ways that you can think about and you can focus on the positive. And then you, you, you stick to that. And if you catch you catch yourself going back to a negative thought, just let it go. Don't attach to it. Yeah. That's another huge thing is don't attach anything to those. Like if you, if you think like, well, I can't do this. Well, you can think that, but if you attach an emotion to it, like fear or depression or sadness or whatever, then that's just going to take you on another ride. So just let it go by. Just let it fly right by and say, oh, that was a thing. And then keep going yeah. with your positive stuff. Mm. That's what I was going to say is like the more you practice this, right? Like the more you catch those thoughts. <laughs> right like you you capture and, and realize like man like capturing those thoughts you literally gotta <laughs> you literally gotta <laughs> you literally gotta capture those thoughts it's like lifting your hand up and freaking grabbing them out of the air because that's because that's, <laughs> that's really what it is right like you're yeah. you're, you're like when you practice it so much, then you start noticing those thoughts, capturing every thought, realizing like our emotions can fluctuate. And the truth is like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the truth is you are a good person. The truth is you do have a big heart. The truth is like whatever the case may be, because a lot of times what these thoughts try to tell us is that we're not worth anything, mm -hmm. that we don't mean anything mm -hmm. and that we, like we're good for nothing, right? But we're loved, we're valued, and we're cherished. Exactly. We are people of compassion, you know, like like all that stuff. And really like capturing those thoughts as they come in. Because after you practice this, then we understand like, man, when that, it's like almost like shooting an arrow and trying to go through, you know? But you catch them, bro. Almost like the Matrix. No. And I just like what I want to see is like, man, one day when I don't, when I'm able to capture those thoughts as they come in, because when they do seep in, we become the most negative. Mm -hmm. When they do get in unchecked, those are where like, and unchecked. realizing like, hey, man, like, it's okay to not be okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have a bad day. That doesn't mean you have a bad life. Yeah. Or a bad moment. Yes, it's or, okay to have a bad moment. It's okay 
to be frustrated. It's okay as long as you don't stay there. Stay there. Yes. And that's the thing is like sometimes for me, like when I don't check myself, I stay in that mode. And that's when a bad day becomes a bad weekend and a bad weekend affects my mood come Monday. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like man, like just just keeping myself in motion. Like I'm I'm not the most physically fit person around. Like, but I'm doing the best that I can. You know? Does that make sense? Yeah. And I feel like man, the hardest thing is starting. Yep. The hardest thing is wanting to be that positive person, but we mm. gotta start somewhere. Gotta start somewhere. Yeah, like, and and then just making, like, because the motivation wears off, then that's when the discipline has to kick in. True. You know, like, eight, nine years into this walk, like, man, like, we, we still have these negative self-talk. True. But it's, like, capturing them. Yeah. Like, you know, capturing them and, and, and bringing them in and realizing, like, man, everybody has these thoughts. Yeah. But this is what I do to improve myself. mm I listen to better music. I listen to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. watch better TV. Like, I don't, I'm not a person that really watches TV because it's like, I like to learn. And if I'm not learning, then I don't see the value in that. Yeah. A lot of times. So, yeah, that's kind of, those are the things that help me, man. Uh-huh. I mean, you guys definitely brought it, brought that fire. But uh, this last piece, I just wanted to read this and then we'll let it go wherever it goes. But, says five better questions to or five better search questions says using the following five questions will consistent consistently lead to better answers think of a situation for reflection now use the questions to generate positive confidence building answers so these are the questions it says what can i learn here so think of like you know whenever you come up you make a mistake or you make a poor choice or you start falling into pity party because so-and-so said this to you, blah, blah, blah. So what can I learn here? What can I be more or how can I be more on my side? What do I feel good about here? How do I best deal with this situation? How do I bring my resources to this issue? And as I read this, you know, and finished off, this finishes off the article right here with these questions. And I was just like, man, this falls back right into like, um, like one of my, one of my things is like, I have unlimited timeouts. You know, I call a timeout and ask you one of these questions when I'm faced with something difficult or, you know, I'm going down the wrong path, made a bad decision. Um, or I'm starting to fall into that pity party. I call time out and then I just say, you know, how do I bring my resources to this situation or to this issue? And then right away it's like, okay, go, boom. Then I can get it back into that responding state. Respond to the situation, respond to the person, respond to the circumstance. I was like, oh, this is beautiful. This is a great reminder for me. Um, Because I find... You know, especially like this fall, my anxiety kind of heightened. And then I find myself, you know, trying to throw those pity parties, you know, with whatever. But then I find, you know, I start getting that out. 
and I start talking to people, talking with others about it, and I see the ridiculousness of my thinking. Um, but with these questions now, man, I'm gonna print them off, put them up in my house, so that they're visible. I know. like a copy. Yeah, I'll put them in twenty-four font. 72 font. (laughs) Five pieces of paper. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's what I want to do with these questions now. It's like, okay, now whenever I'm faced with something, to really do this piece, you know. And um, Again, those positive affirmations that JC was talking about, those are so powerful. And those are some things that I haven't been doing. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a good reminder. Oh, JC, favorite Indian for oh, that one. Oh, JC. Oh, Yeah, go ahead, oh, go guys. Ahead. Go ahead. Oh, but I was going to say, like, one thing that I printed out was a favorite JC quote of mine. It says, remind yourself, nobody built like you, you design yourself. Word. You know, like, Word for me, mothers. that's like, that was a quote that I found on online, and then I just cropped it and mm-hmm. cut out the quote. You know, and mm-hmm. I printed it out, and I just found it yesterday on my way home. No. Um, it's good. But I, I think it is, like, because it's like, man, like, we're so resilient as human beings. There's a lot of things that we've overcome. Yeah. And there's not a lot of people that would have survived what us as addicts go through. Mm. But then also realizing, like, in recovery, taking back everything that addiction took— but also being thankful and grateful that we have a second chance to build life the way that we want it. Who yeah. do we want to become? Like J- uh, JC was talking about, like visualizing it. That's something that I tell my daughter all the time is like, man, what are you going to do? Like, I remember when she won the national title the first time, I said, what are you going to do when you win? Mm. And I said, picture it. Because that afternoon, the, you know, our, Every, I think I was more nervous than she was, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just sitting there, and, and she doesn't really understand the magnitude of what she was going through. And me, I'm the nervous wreck. Yeah. But I had her. I said, wait, slow down. Like, what are you going to do when you win? And she pictured it, and she did exactly what she did, mm. what she pictured. Yeah. You know? And it's crazy because we got it captured, you know, like, yeah. and just up in the air, like, just... Yeah, but that it, it's so <laughs> there's so much strength in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why did I say that damn, word then? Damn, damn. <laughs> you were waiting for that, huh? <laughs> but yeah, to visualize it like it's already true. Yeah, right. Like, and and that goes for anything. Like, you you want to achieve a goal, you want to change your mindset. Like, what would it be like to be at peace? To be at peace, and okay. This is what I'm going to do. And when I feel that, and you can feel that feeling right now by visualizing. Mm. And okay, what I would feel you, it. What would bring you joy? Yuck. What <laughs> I saw you feeling it earlier. That's <laughs> it. Didn't know what you guys were up to. But like <clears throat> what would it feel like to have that to feel that joy? What what would bring me that joy? And you got to be, you know, you got to be intentional with it. You got to be you know, you got to look inside yourself. Right, we think that certain things will make us happy, but nothing or no one can make you happy. That's a choice that we make. Mm-hmm. Just like nobody, I can't make you embarrassed. Mm. Like, oh, he embarrassed me. Well, no, you chose that feeling for yourself, right? Yeah. 
um, because of your reaction to some, something somebody might have said or did or whatever. Yeah. But we have that choice, and that's key. That is super huge. That was super huge for me. Like, you wait a minute. Now I get to choose? I don't have to just run on this autopilot and be anxious and be miserable and be negative about myself and say I can't and I won't and I, it'll never and all those other shitty-ass words that don't do us, they don't do us any good. Mm. And there's so many ways to, to say it. Like, okay, he says it right there in the... Uh, daily meditations of the elders we become that which we think about or another way to say it is we bring about what we think about right Mm -hmm. and again like i keep saying this over and over our perception is our reality so if you're perceiving positive things about yourself the physical reality around you is going to change and shift and match that yep and it's that's just that's just the nature's law that's just the way it is um, because nothing like, okay, physics, here we go. Physics lesson. Okay. Physics. So light photons, they did this thing called a double slit experiment. And, and they say, you know, light, are, light is made up of photons. They're actual like particles. Mm-hmm. They're not waves like sound, but when they shined a light through these little slits in a piece of paper, when they were watching it, they acted like they thought they would, mm. they were, they were little, uh, they were particles and they made the the light on the other side reflect that. Um, in other words, they were only going in a straight line mm-hmm. the way light is should, right? Mm-hmm. But when they weren't watching it, when there was no conscious thing observing their behavior, mm-hmm. they changed. They That light turned into waves. Like a prism? Mm-hmm. Well, basically like this, kind of, in, you know, a wave. And uh, <laughs> no, this way, this way, not this way. <laughs> mm. So the light on that reflected on the on the other side of that slit, it wasn't in a straight line. It it spread out. Huh. Okay. But as soon as they, as soon as you looked at it, as soon as they observed it, then it acted the way it acted in a different way. Mm. So in other words, our conscious minds have an effect on reality. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And and one way to uh. To think about it is like we can all look at the same thing and see something different. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Because my conscious mind is not the same as your conscious mind. Your conscious mind is not the same as his. Mm. So that's what I mean by our perception is our reality. And it all starts with your mind. Mm-hmm. And how do we boost that? We use our, our, our body's mind, which is an emotion. And our memories and our subconscious is always going to Remember the emotion. That's how we learn. Mm. So if you want to learn something, say you want to learn how to play the piano. If you're sitting there thinking, oh, man, this is hard. Uh, uh, this is kind of like, this is tedious. Why do I have to? Then you're, you're, it's going to be harder to learn. But if you're in there thinking, oh, this is great. This is fun. I mean, I like this. This is, this is awesome. Like, even if you're taking baby steps. And piano is just the example that I use. This goes true for anything. Mm-hmm. If you attach a positive emotion to it, you're, you're, it's going to stick in your head better. Mm. That makes sense. Like, you know, um, you, we, we've all played a lot of basketball, right? We, we've been through the practices. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Like, man, why do I got to be here? Why do I got to run in circles? Yeah. Why do I got to keep shooting, shooting free throws, you know? But if you change your mindset and say, this is great, this is fun, this is what I want to be doing. Again, it goes back to that going from work to inspired action. Yep. And those things will stick with you better. Mm-hmm. 
right? So you you, you can uh, remember when we were at the 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 conference in Phoenix. Yep. And they said the hardest the hardest journey to make is from the head to the heart. Yep. Mm. To connect those two. Mm-hmm. Right, and to have them work as one, because they, in a negative way, we already know what that does and where that keeps us and how we react to it. But to use them in together in a positive way, it, it, with positive affirmations, positive self talk, um, not being resentful, not being angry, not being quick to anger, not being jealous, not being suspicious. Mm-hmm. Not you know all those things, but the the opposite of those things. When we start doing that, and again, it, it's it's just a natural law that everything else around us is gonna it'll, it'll shift, and it it won't happen overnight. I mean, hey, sometimes it does for some people. You know, it does that those things do happen. You you see actual proof of it, mm-hmm. and we and we think of things as like um, uh, coincidence, right? Yeah. Like, oh, um, I was in a bad mood today and it was a coincidence that I got into a fender bender. Mm. But really that's a synchronicity. They call that synchronicity. The, and the true is, the inverse of that is true too. You have positive, uh, a positive mindset, positive attitude, positive affirmations, and you're saying, yes, I will be successful. And all of a sudden you, you find a $10 bill on the ground like, oh, that's not a coincidence. That's a synchronicity. That is your reality catching up with your mindset. Mm. It makes sense, mm. man. This past Tuesday, remember I texted the group and said I locked my keys in the car? Yeah. It was crazy because I tried to pop over for a quick lunch, and I ended up locking the keys in the car. <laughs> and I was like, when I came out, I was like, dude, like, I don't even want to get in a bad mood. And it's just like how everything, like, anything that could go wrong that day, like, went wrong. Mm-hmm. But my mindset was a lot better. It was like almost like I was like, man, thank you that I got up and prayed today. Mm. Like I, I remember like, man, it sucked to sit there and wait. And there was a part where I got frustrated, but it was still like, you know what? It's still a good day. You know, mm-hmm. like like being proactive, right? Like even prayer, prayer is, is, is proactive. It's not an emergency, right? Like, and I liken it to like if we're, spirituality right like when daniel was cast into the lions then the reason why the mouth of the lions was shut was because daniel had already prayed mm-hmm. you know but a lot of times we use prayer and, and and like all this other stuff in events of an emergency i'm not saying that bad things don't happen when but when they rise up we've already prepared for that mm. and see and that was just like you just took my whole point away from me because what I was going to say is like that locking your keys in your car and then everything that could go wrong did. See, we're not a product today. We are, we're not a product of where we're at right now. We're a product of where we were at yesterday. Yep. Yep. Right. And so he just now said it, the, the, the lion's mouth were closed because he already prayed. So now when he had that positive mindset, he had that prayerful mood that, that, that positive and that, or that, you know, that gratitude, attitude of gratitude. Yep. Now watch. At some point, that's going to catch up to him, his reality, and then everything that can go right will go right. For sure. So. Like, <clears throat> no, I totally agree with that. Like, so, <clears throat> um, with those positive affirmations, you know, when I was actively doing them, 
Um, like I had like there was nothing that could stop me. I felt like exactly. You know, I just like going. It's like okay, I'm gonna go do this, go through the proper clearances to get this done. But in my mind, I was gonna do it like regardless. If I had to go get approval from this person or that person, that was just like a minor detail to me. I was going to get it done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But I was like, so that's kind of faded for me Um, because I haven't been doing those positive affirmations because I haven't been speaking that positivity into my life. Um, So, that's a good reminder. It's like, okay, I need to get back on that. I need to get back on that, like on a daily routine. You know, <clears throat> I am good enough. I am worthy. Um, I am capable. And just like using those positive affirmations, repeatedly saying those things to myself and believing them, not just saying them, Belief. but believing them. Um, <clears throat> and I learned something recently that, you know, these positive affirmations really work when the understanding is I am worthy because I exist. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm worthy for the simple fact that I'm here. Yeah. That I exist. That Igbaratia created me, made me. Just for that mere fact alone. I am worthy. And that's all. That's enough. That's all I need. I don't need anything else other than I am worthy. I am capable because I exist. That And that brings up a good point. Keep it simple. Yeah, yeah. Keep it simple. And like, um, oh, man, I was going to say something because you brought up a really, like, man, you guys are bringing up really good points. But okay, so we're doing it anyway. We're doing. Uh, we're, we're going through this process anyway. <laughs> so we're 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 going through this process anyway. But a lot of times for myself, it's in it's in an, it's on the negative side. Mm. And the way I figure, if I'm going to be expending all that energy being negative, well, then why can't I just flip it, be positive, and then get that side of it? Yeah. Rather than getting all the negatives. Yes. And one thing that um, I I tried and I, and, I, and I I'm gonna keep doing it with it goes along with uh, journaling. Actually, writing anything down, writing stuff down is that is a powerful thing too. Just like saying it. Yeah. <laughs> I got away with one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was so no. hung up because you kept on saying, I'm, "I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I keep doing that, it." No, bro, that brings up. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> but, 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 let me finish this thought real quick. Uh, so the thing that I, you can do is you can script. You can write a script. And you got to use that language. Remember, we're talking about in the present, like it's already happened. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to, this is what my goal is. So after I've achieved that goal, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to feel. This is where I'm going to, you know, just like you, you explained to your daughter, like, what are you going to do? And she visualized it and she did exactly that. Yes. So, I mean, use your imagination. Our imaginations can come up with, you know, crazy ass conspiracy theories about ourselves they can do the opposite too they can come up with positive things too so write it down exactly who you're going to be with where you're going to be 
Mm. And then after that, you can take it a step further. Okay, my next goal, because after I've passed point A, then point B comes in. And after I get to point B, C, D, write it down. Write it. Have fun with it. Write yourself. Write your story in the present tense like it's mm. already happened. And, boom, and then read it. Hold on to it and read it. Um, if you have negative thoughts, go ahead, write those down on a separate piece of paper, and then you can tear it up, you can burn it, you can get rid of it. That physical act alone is gonna. It, it, it's crazy how it works because, like I told you guys before, man, I used I used to journal and it was suggested to me, but I did a half-assed job of it, mm-hmm. and I wasn't like, eh, you know, I this know, is, this is kind of, eh. <laughs> I know, but to really. <laughs> But to really pour yourself into it and really go through that process, it's like, you know, it's that inspired action. But okay, if I, what do I want and what am I willing to get do to get it? Mm. Right, and it's not too hard. You don't have to sit there and write a whole book. Write a page. Write a paragraph. Write a one, couple sentences. Yeah, write a couple sentences. You know, um, one goal at a time, and go mm. back and read it, and then you can re because when you were when I was writing these things out, when I was writing this script. I was feeling those emotions like, man, when I, when this happens, I'm going to be excited. I'm going to be relieved. And man, I can tell my, you know, I can go back and tell Randy and Josiah and I can tell my parents and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling that. And yeah. When you read it again, you can go through that experience again and go through that experience again and boom. Yeah. It's like, it's again, it's that shift. Absolutely. I feel like even on what, right? Like to go back to Tuesday, it was like, man, that morning started out frustrating, but when I got done running and I got to the house and I started writing, I realized, like, bro, like, there was really nothing that morning. There was no junk. Mm. And I just started writing, and really what I wrote was a thank you. Thank you. Like, it, it was a prayer of, of thankfulness, gratefulness. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was an entire page of the legal pad that I use. Because a lot of times what I've noticed is that, man, I'll write the things that are on my heart. And I learned that from you, like what you were talking about, like a lot of times, like what's on your mind, yeah, right? Because what I'm realizing, and I got that picture of like, man, all that junk that sits at the forefront of our mind has to come out. It's either going to come out projecting on somebody or it can come out on a piece of paper and it doesn't have to hurt anybody mm. Yep. Mm. you know but yeah. like you get to the point too of like man you know what i don't really have nothing to be negative about this morning i don't really have nothing to be negative about in this moment and then having that prayer of gratefulness for me right like just a thank you prayer and i was like man like i remember like thinking of days like this I remember like praying for days like this, but the prayer just flew out, like flowed, right? Like it, it just flowed. And it was like, man, thank you. Thank you that I have the ability to sit right here and write what's on my heart. And that morning, what was on my heart was gratefulness. What was on my heart that morning was thanks. You know? Yep. And 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 it's it's awesome to be in this mindset. I wish and I pray that every day could be like that. But I understand that it's not always like that. And on those days, and it's not like that, we have to, that's what we're warring for. That's, what, that's why the mind is a battlefield. Because we're going through that at this moment. And see, and, and you, you already said it before. David prayed first. Then when he got to that point, 
lion's mouths were closed. Yep. And so, like, we all know that those tough times, they, they come. They, they come and they go. Yep. But if we are proactive, maybe even preactive yep. would be a word. Did I just make something up? Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm going with that. If we're preactive <laughs> and saying. Well, that's what proactive is. But... <laughs> Keep going. I like mine better. <laughs> I lost my point. Anyway. Yeah, you know, if if we do the things that we're supposed to before these situations arise, then mm-hmm. when they do, it's like now I got the tools. I mean, I've already I'm prepared for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I'm I got this. And that's not to say that, you know, you won't have negative emotions. I'm not saying you have to be happy go lucky. No, you no, know, no, none of that. Like we're human beings, we have emotions. But Randy said it earlier, we don't have to stay there. Nope. Yep. We don't have to be stuck there. We do have to go through certain processes, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I said go through, not go into and stay there. True that. No, I think that um, that's kind of that right there. What both of you guys said, like the further confirmation for like <clears throat> something that I've been actively doing in the past couple months is like staying prayed up like praying not just when i wake up and not just before bed like i normally do but throughout the day you know praying for or just staying in thanksgiving staying in that thankfulness and that praise like just thinking about it for this and that or praying for this and that praying for this one as they pop into my brain Okay, I'm thinking about this person because probably they need prayer, you know, and then praying for that person. Um, staying in that prayer mode um, throughout the day. Now, I know, I mean, I'm not praying 24 hours a day, but, <laughs> you know, for the mode, but being more intentional with my prayer life. Yeah, no, and you make sense because there's this, I forgot who the the guy that said it was. It was Jesus. No, but you know, I think it was Smith Smith Wigglesworth, I believe, but. He goes, it's not that I pray, you know, for 15 minutes at a time, but I try not to let 15 minutes go by without praying. Mm. You know, prayer prayer really is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like to be a person of prayer, that's why, you know, when people say, I pray, I pray. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but what are you praying, though? Yeah. <laughs> you you praying know what I mean? For, like, praying for yourself? Yeah, like yeah. because prayer, like really, man, like the way that I was taught is like prayer is repeating to God what he is, mm, mm-hmm. right? That's why the word says to magnify the Lord with me, let us exalt his name together. It's like when we learn, and it has to be something learned, right? Like learn, like we have to learn that, like repeating to God who he is, not because of what we are, but because of who he is. Like he's the creator of all things. Right, mm-hmm. like one of his names is creator. Mm-hmm. Like you create, like you thought so much, you created one of me. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. things like that, man. For sure, man, for yeah. sure. Right on, man. That was uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Could we get some air horns? Let me, uh-huh. I missed my air horns. Hold on, air horns. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, Woke that was good, up. man. You guys brought that fire, as fire. always. And then, is Karen around? I thought I seen her earlier. 
She around these parts. There she is. There she is. Hey, there's my girl. Looking all pretty. <laughs> I like that last little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's just like happy to see us. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> I'm just speaking sweet nothings to Karen right now. <laughs> yeah, that was good, man. And I'm yeah, I'm kind of pumped, man. I'm focused. And this is for that one that um we missed because I was so fixated on something else. So. Power, power, wonder-working power in the blood, in the blood of the Lamb. Of the Lamb. Hey, 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 You guys sing real good. You guys, you guys sing real good, and and you guys are real good at songs and stuff. <laughs> and you guys are hunks. And, and my auntie says she wants to give you guys kisses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell, I'm gonna rebuke your auntie. Tell her stay away. But and she said she'll make you some fry bread, and she won't make them Canadian bannock. <laughs> Those bannock buns. Is that her? Is that your auntie's pickup line? I'll make you bannock. <laughs> she, she, her pickup line is, um, "Come with me if you want to live." Oh, sounds she more of like a threat. <laughs> she says she's the antinator. <laughs> sounds like, um, yeah, sounds like more of a threat. Like she's gonna <laughs> kill me if I don't go. <laughs> Omg. <laughs> what else do you got there, voice? <laughs> Um, I just wanted to say that I need you to take off your moccasins and wiggle your piggy toes in the grass. Why is your voice so deep, Auntie? Well, it's because I want you. <laughs> oh, I thought it was because of the palmo mentos you smoke. <laughs> it's the palmos, the yelling out bingo constantly, <laughs> and the fact that I just want you. Ooh, this is Peter McAllister, the father. The father. Yeah. <laughs> right. oh, that auntie sounds deadly. Scared now. Scared. I already got my moccasins off too after she told me to take them off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I sure like tonight's episode, guys. It was really awesome. Um, everybody in the Polygon Town's going to be listening to it, and I will suggest it to even the chipmunks. All right, we got Elvin and the chipmunks back in the house, so we're going to toss it to them to our closing song. Take it away! <laughs> hey! Uh-huh. I'm so sorry I can't sing that song without listening because I miss her. 
Hit the drums. Some good singing from Alvin and the Chipmunks. All right, that concludes our powwow for the evening. Wait, I just had one question, though. Um, why do you guys think you're cute? Because you're not. <laughs> you guys are kind of ugly. <laughs> Fuzzy, you should look in the mirror. Hey, I have, and I got it going on. You know you want this. <laughs> Randy does, not me. <laughs> Randy, do you want a hickey or what? <laughs> I saw you looking at me, trying to give me a hickey with your eyes. Oh, I was showing her some wrestling moves. <laughs> I was showing her some wrestling moves. <laughs> I was showing her wrestling moves, and she gave me a hickey. <laughs> Brucey on the longest yard. <laughs> Randy, do you want to wrestle again? <laughs> Back freckles, whatever. <laughs> this time I won't pin you so fast. I'll give you a fighting chance, eh? <laughs> Fuzz, wrestle him real hard. Look at this guy, he's just blushing. <laughs> He acts like he doesn't want to wrestle. Yeah, act like you haven't wrestled me before. <laughs> oh, acting like a stranger. <laughs> you weren't acting like that last Saturday night. <laughs> the anti-wrangler. Remember, you put me in a headlock. <laughs> I like the way you manhandled me. <laughs> Man. Man, you just manhandled me. You're real strong, huh? You're real strong when you. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, let's do <laughs> ah, Some good laughs. Oh, my God. That was crazy. All right. Um, yeah, appreciate you, Pod Gotti and Favorite Indian. Always bringing that fire. And uh, it was a good episode, man. I'm going to re listen to this one a few times. But uh, yeah, out there to our listeners all over Flat Earth, we love you. We appreciate you. And to our unspoken words, disciples, keep spreading unspoken words. Gospel, Billy Graham style. Ha <laughs> ha hey. Uh, hey. Be kind to hey. Speak yes. well of yourself to yourself. Oh, you is kind. You is smart. You is important. Yes. And uh-huh. you are loved. Ah Shouldn't Peace. Get out my head, plug in the mic and leave nothing unsaid. Uh. Now sit back, relax.